All right, it's national championship night, which means one thing. In Tuesday's News Gazette, our beat writer is going to unveil his way-too-early top ten for the 2021-22 season. Guess what? Illinois might not be on it. Explain yourself, Scott Ritchie. It all sort of hinges on if Kofi Coburn comes back, and I just don't know that I'm feeling too optimistic about that for Illinois. Richie will try to explain his mistake in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, what a wonderful Monday it is. Jim Rosso, Scott Ritchie, who just came from, uh, even our producer, Ed Bond, just came from Lauren Tate's induction ceremony at the USBWA Hall of Fame, United States Basketball Writers Association. What a cool moment. Lauren couldn't be at the Final Four like the other recipients, so they did it via Zoom. Seth Davis grilling Lauren about why he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And joking that maybe Lauren hasn't quite grasped the idea of retirement. <laughs> Can you you think? I think he's retired how many times now? Right. Uh, Seth Davis called him Rook. All right. At 89 years old, Lauren, no signs of slowing down. Good for Lauren. Congratulations. We'll have a story in tomorrow's News Gazette. Then we got a special section coming April 29th, an ode to Lauren. Look at that look by Scott Ritchie. I just thought I had another basketball special special section that you're going to well, surprise. Kind of. Yeah, but. All right. This one, this will be a little different. So pick it up. April 29th, we'll pay tribute to our legendary columnist, one Lauren Tate. Maybe Scott Ritchie can attain those levels in his illustrious journalism career. I could only be so lucky. All right. Hey, well, I don't know that I'll still be writing at 89. Lauren, Lauren's uh, the best of us. I'm not sure I can. I'm not sure I'm going to want to do it at 89. All right, next 20 minutes or so, we got to cut a little short because that uh, Hall of Fame ceremony went a little long. Uh, Scott Ritchie is going to fill us in on all things. Adam Miller, the guy from Florida, next year's top 10. Brad Underwood has a big Zoom today, his season-ending uh, chat with the media at 2 p.m. What's going to be the, the theme? How many questions are, are going to be asked before Adam Miller is brought up? Fire away, Scotty. Well, I guess we could start with Adam Miller, um, whose decision to enter the transfer portal last week, I think, surprised everyone, even somewhat related to Illinois basketball. Um, certainly, uh, I was surprised by that. Um, another, several of my you know, media colleagues 
They're also kind of stunned by that move. Um, I don't know that the Illinois coaches necessarily saw it coming either. Um, and that's it's a loss for Illinois. I mean, Adam Miller started every game as a freshman, and maybe it wasn't the freshman year that he anticipated he'd have production-wise, or maybe the fans thought, but he turned into a really solid two-way guard. You know, really got better as a defender, you know, maybe focusing on that for the, like the first time. You know, and would have played a, a really key role next season at Illinois, but it wouldn't have been a solo role. And I think that might be sort mm-hmm. of the, the impetus behind his decision. You know, Andre Curbelo had the, the breakout freshman year. He was Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year. You know, late in the season, especially when Io Sumu was out with that concussion and, you know, broken face, uh, it's, um, Andre Curbelo just hit another gear and kind of made it known like he was going to have a significant role next season, and the ball is probably going to be in his hands. And maybe Adam Miller saw that writing on the wall and decided that transferring, finding a new basketball home was the best thing to do. He's not alone in that decision. There's nearly 1,200 players in the transfer portal. Some have found a new home already. Some still looking. Some won't wind up at another D1 program. Uh, there's going to be a lot of transfers down. And then at the the end of it, there's going to be with as many players in the portal. I wouldn't be surprised if several hundred players are just sort of left out in the cold. It's a game of musical chairs, and there's not a chair for everybody in that game. Maybe Adam Miller comes back to Illinois. You just never know. That's always an option, and there are some players that do that. But those situations are mostly like when there's a coaching change. Like you look at um, Indiana. You know, Trace Jackson Davis never went in the portal, but he was basically gone. But Mike Woodson you know, convinced him to give it another try. I think Christian Lander did go in the portal and is coming back. No coaching change at Illinois. Like when there's not that situation and you decide to transfer, most often it's for good. And I thought, you know, Brad Underwood just initially just released a, a statement, you know, about it. And even if it was two sentences, but kind of you read between the lines a little bit. Um, Adam was a big part of our success this season, starting every game as a freshman and contributing not just on offense, but defensively as well. I mean, that's the first sentence. It was like, you started all 31 games. What more could we have offered? Sort of how, how I read that. Uh, but also it ended, he has a very bright future ahead, and we wish him all the best. The, I think that's a, a tie that's probably been severed. All right, the portal, a uh, fun new part of college basketball. Uh, it's, it's new. I'm not sure how who, fun. Who is going to be the John Calipari of portal recruiting? That's who I'm waiting to emerge because you could get a a super team by plucking the best of the best. And it could be anybody. It could be John Calipari who – I mean, he's been you know the one and done five star freshman route for so long, but he is he's also started tapping the transfer port a little bit. Uh, Oscar Sheboy is going from West Virginia to Kentucky, as you know after I guess a season and a half with the Mountaineers. So Calipari's getting into that a little bit, but I think the the leader of the the transfer wave in terms of coaches, like Eric Musselman, like built his best team in Nevada through transfers. I mean. Both Caleb and Cody Martin, um, Jordan Caroline was a transfer, uh, and he's 
did something similar you know, at Arkansas here you know, in the last couple of years. And you know, this season I had some really good freshmen like Moses Moody, but uh, Justin Smith was a grad transfer from Indiana and played a huge role, especially in their tournament run. So he's been a little bit ahead of the curve, but let, I think all coaches will – you almost have to at this point because there's going to be such roster turnover just from everybody that high school recruiting will still be important, but – I mean, I think coaches look at it and be like, if I recruit you, like, how long are you actually going to stay? And I don't know if they want to put all their eggs in that basket anymore. All right. Maryland, probably the the Big Ten leader early on. You got a couple, yeah, I was, couple people coming. Michigan State has a, a stud coming. Well, Michigan State has a point guard coming. That was right. sort of their biggest thing. But Maryland, I was really impressed with what Mark Turgeon did. Uh, okay. They got a point guard and a big. Uh, Fats Russell, maybe one of the best names. In college basketball coming from Rhode Island. He's really good. Um, and then they got a big man who had a kind of a breakout sophomore season at Georgetown. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but Kadus Wahab. Mm-hmm. I think I actually got that right, maybe. Um, those are two big ads okay. for Maryland. So I like what Mark Turgeon's doing. Illinois has got one incoming transfer. Omar Payne, uh, 6'10", forward, slash center. He's probably more five. Uh, from Florida. Mostly a backup his first two seasons. Was actually ranked higher than Kofi Coburn in the 2019 class. You know, went to Montverde Academy in Florida. Powerhouse program. So he's obviously had, you know, was seen as a recruit with a lot of potential. Didn't play maybe as much. You know, at Florida backed up Kerry Blackshear um, his freshman year. Who came in as a grad transfer over him. And then, you know, again backed up Colin Castleton this year. Who transferred in from Michigan. So... He's been kind of been recruited over a little bit at, at Florida. Kind of the last everyone saw of him, he played one of two games in the NCAA tournament for Florida, was held out of the opening round game against Virginia Tech because of what happened in the SEC tournament where he elbowed Tennessee's John Fulkerson not once but twice in the face. Um, was ejected from that game. No further punishment from the SEC, but Florida coach Mike White sat him in the NCAA tournament game. Uh, sort of as the punishment, I suppose, there. Uh, so that's a, a thing that happened, and I think obviously Illinois probably discussed that with him, would be my guess. But just gives them a good rim runner in the front court. Uh, he's definitely a, a post option. Like, he's not going to be stepping out even to the mid range to shoot ever, probably. But. He could be on the receiving end of a lot of alley-oops from Andre Curbelo. And then defensively, he's probably has the potential to be the best rim protector that Illinois had that I've covered. Um, his block percentage was definitely higher than Kofi's, and he played significantly less than Kofi did. Kofi was more of a rim intimidator. like You just didn't get close because he took up a lot of space. But uh, Omar Payne will, will, will block some shots for sure. All right, that's Scott Ritchie, basketball beat writer, AP Top 25 voter. So Kofi's still on campus is what you're telling me. You, you talked as if he's still a part of the team. Well, until he's not, he is. Um, he has until the end of May to enter his name in the NBA draft. And then the NBA deadline to withdraw from the draft is July 19th. The NCAA deadline is typically before that, so probably sometime in June he'll have to you will make his decision one way or the other if he's in or out of the draft. And 
he probably could benefit from another year of college basketball. And he'd be a star in college basketball. But I don't know that he can elevate his stock any more than it is right now in terms of the, the pro ranks. And that'll have some appeal because I mean, he's an older sophomore. And, you know, you strike while the iron is hot. And it's, it's red hot for him. I mean, he's a consensus second-team All-American. All right, uh, title game tonight, Gonzaga Butler. A game everybody wanted to see. I don't care about the result because I care about next year's top ten. It's tradition at the News Gazette for the morning after the championship game to have the beat writer unveil his top ten for the next year. This will be the toughest call yet because you really don't know. Nonetheless, I'll still be doing it. Fire away. Let's give our podcast audience a sneak peek. Let's get the early top ten before tomorrow's print. Yeah, well, it's definitely not uh, finished. I will. Oh, geez, will here we go. That. Already the excuses. Yeah, I'm gonna this year. I'm going to come up with as many different excuses. I need ten teams. And I need them right now, Scott. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're not going to get ten because I don't think I've I haven't gotten to ten yet on my list. I can help you. Well, your help. It's like quote unquote help. You can't see the air quotes in the podcast booth. Um. I already sort of told you what I was thinking earlier this morning, and you didn't like it. But, Not one bit. But go ahead. I'll, I will refute what you But I think it will be difficult not to think that Gonzaga won't be the number one team again. Well, they play the next a season starts. fraud conference, so they're going to have a good record, and they'll probably be ranked number one in your top 25 simply because of that. Well, they always start with a pretty tough schedule before they enter the West Coast Conference play. Not a fraud conference. Uh, it's a conference with some history. San Francisco, Bill Russell. I mean, that was a long, long, long time ago. But they were good. The Dons were good. I like the Dons. So the real tall dude from Minnesota, is he going to Gonzaga? So Chet Holmgren, that's who you're talking about. Yeah. It was the skinniest five-star I think I've ever seen in my life. And that's like he's skinnier than Kevin Durant was skinny at Texas. Um, yeah, I, that, everyone is sort of okay. assumes. And they have their Jalen Suggs replacement. Um, they got a commitment from Hunter Salas, who's a five-star point guard, top ten in the class. Top, I think he's six, maybe. Uh, your Bob Osmussen will like this. He's from Omaha. What? Yeah, it's surprising. He's not a football player, but that's should be fairly seamless there. I think Drew Timmy probably comes back. That'll be huge. Like. If he does, he's the leading contender for National Player of the Year. Um, next season would be my guess. Um, then they've got these guys that didn't really play this year that are legit. You know, Julian Strother was a you know, four-star wing. Illinois recruited him. Played with Andre Carbello for Team Puerto Rico uh, in some FIBA events. Um, Andrew Nimhart should be back as well. I mean, that's a he's playing a lot. Then they've got just a bunch of international bigs that like they can just slide. They just sort of. Slide in the next one. Um, they could be really good. You know who else is going to be pretty good? It's Baylor. I mean, boring as it may be, like they're going to probably bring back three of their rotation guys: um, Adam Flagler, uh, Matthew Mayer, and then Jonathan. I can't pronounce his last two names. JTT. I got Baylor four, Gonzaga five. But go ahead. Okay. Continue. Top your ten class for Baylor. Top ten. Five star wing, Kendall okay. Brown. And like both Gonzaga and Baylor, like they'll be a transfer destination. As soon as they're done playing tonight, they'll be like, Okay, we need 
wing X. It was like, who's not going to want to go play at either of those places after they just played for a national title? Um, Michigan is going to be ranked pretty high. Hunter Dickinson uh, should return. Brandon Johns probably have a bigger role. Played well in the tournament. But they have the number one recruiting class in the country coming in, two five-stars. And again, a program to be like, okay, we need one more player. We have our pick of the transfer portal. Alabama will stay ranked. They're in the top ten to end this season. They'll be in the top ten to start next season. Bunch of guards, and they're the leading contender to get uh, five-star center Charles Bediaco to go with their five-star incoming freshman point guard, J.D. Davison. Here's where Illinois fans will continue to not be happy. Michigan State could actually find themselves back you know, in the preseason top ten. Kind of return all of their role players. Bad players. They're role players. Then they have a really good class coming in, Max Christie from Rolling Meadows. Um, what will sort of determine that, I think, is if Monty Bates from uh, Ypsilanti, number one player in the 2022 class, reclassifies. If he does, th- they're basically adding Texas era Kevin Durant to that team. It's pretty good. And then it could be a handful of other teams. I think depends on like what Chris Beard does at Texas. If like he can pull some of his guys from Texas Tech, because I think they're going to want to join him. There's enough talent there. If they don't leave for the draft, I think they could be, you know, kind of, kind of scary. I think Arkansas could be up there. Florida State probably should be considered. I, mean, I think they always get under ranked in the preseason, and then they turn out pretty good. Virginia is just the boringest pick in the world, but like Tony Bennett wins a lot of basketball games, so I got some work to do on the kind of the bottom half. I got Arkansas one. I got Texas two. Okay, Put I, that in your, your your corn pipe and smoke it. Whatever. What do you guys do in Eureka? That corn cob pipe thing. I, I, all right, that's no. what you do. Anyway, the, the Razorbacks uh, probably will win it all next year. I really like okay. when Eric Musselman's on there. I mean, they're going to have to replace Moses Moody. That's He's going to be a lottery pick. Um, but, again, guy that's maybe played the transfer portal better than any other coach. I feel pretty good about that. One name I didn't hear, Scott Ritchie, and Ed Bond was giving me the quizzical look, is your Illini. Well, to start, they're not mine. I covered the team. I'm not on the team. Um, and you know, Matt Daniels likes to joke that I'm a homer at times, like when I voted for Io DeSumo as National Player of the Year. Uh, then I get a lot of emails. It's like, hey, maybe you're not a homer enough. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think next year's Illinois team is going to look anything like the team that everyone just saw play itself to a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I would assume it was gone. Adam Miller's now gone. Kofi, I would be surprised if he came back, honestly. I think he, I don't say, I won't say he should because it's his decision and, I mean, literally do what's best for you, Kofi, but I think he's gone. There's been some sort of rumblings that, you know, Georgie Pashanish really might just decide that now's the time to go sign a contract in Europe somewhere. And honestly, I would not blame him. He hasn't been home in almost two full years. And I talked to him trying to think it was like maybe June of 2019. He had just come back from Austria to see his mom and his brother and 
Georgia to see his grandparents. And he hasn't been back since. So I couldn't understand why he'd maybe just want to. And his role, I don't see necessarily changing all that much next year. I mean, if, if, and he could come back. I mean, maybe he's just loving the champagne life. I, mean, I think he, he's enjoyed his time for sure. But so that could be different. And then that would be essentially, you know, Andre Carbello, Jacob Grandison back is from your rotation. Coleman Hawkins sort of on the very back end of that, the ninth guy on what became an eight-man rotation. So a lot of questions that maybe are filled by the transfer portal. Like, who knows? But, like, if Kofi does come back, that changes the dynamic completely for Illinois. I think they are top ten-ish. But I'm not feeling as strong about that that chance. I checked the beat writer portal uh, this morning. Your name is not in there. Don't know how I feel about that. Did you want me to dip my toes in the... don't know if I'll release a terse statement afterwards. Test, test the waters. Scott Ritchie got to cover. <laughs> Scott, so Scott Ritchie started all, all 31 games for the News he Gazette. He was both good with verbs and nouns. We wish him the best. <laughs> <laughs> what more could we have done? I won't say. You're not allowed to go in the portal? I don't know if you knew that with the, the contract you were forced to sign. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know... I've been at the News Gazette now almost seven years. You're just going. You're just getting going. And in that time, I don't remember signing any contracts. I'll just throw that out there. I signed them for you. Oh, that's, that that does not surprise me one Are bit. you were at Penn State that one weekend. I sent a bunch of them. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not shocked by that. <laughs> All right. I saw some uh, awfully young-looking lads you were writing about. Good morning, Illini Nation, about recruiting, about offers to 24 kids, the class of 2024. Yeah, th- those would be your high school freshmen. Wow. Currently. They look young. Uh, just one of those so far, um, and kind of an important one. Uh, James Brown uh, is 6'8 forward in the 2024 class, which is just sounds ridiculous to say out loud. Uh, plays at St. Rita and also plays for the Mac Urban Fire. So there's obviously the in-state slash Mac Urban Fire connections there. Um, sort of seen as kind of like maybe one of the next big things in Illinois. Um, obviously, has really good size for a high school freshman at six eight. Um, skinny needs to. I mean, but that's just a matter of him being at max fifteen years old at this point. Um, but it'd be interesting to see kind of how his game grows in the next few years. Um, sort of in the. He's got some big shoes kind of to follow, though, in the two classes ahead of him. You look at 2022, A.J. Casey at Whitney Young, you know, the top player in that class. In 2023, um, Javante, uh, J.J. Taylor from Kenwood, who I you know, mentioned Kevin Durant when I you know talked about Imani Bates, but, like, J.J. Taylor's sort of in that same mold, 6'7", 6'8", wing, can handle it, plays above the rim, really good athlete, and just smooth from the perimeter. Uh, Elmo has been in on him for a while now. Big time target in the 2023 class, but James Brown could be the, kind of the next big wing. Unless, you know, he fills out maybe more, just more of a post player, but next kind of big thing in, in Illinois. All right, you mentioned back here and fire everything good with them in Illinois, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. It, I mean, it's just has shifted Does from... Does it need to be good? Right now, Yes. Because <laughs> there's they've got a lot of the talent, you know, from the state playing 
for them right now. You know, as I mentioned, if JJ Taylor, but his two Kenwood teammates, Darren Ames, Davius Lurie, also Macker and Fire guys, um, Trey Pettigrew, who played at Fenwick, then transferred out to Edu Prize in Arizona, one of the, the pro, one of the many prep schools in Arizona. He's playing for Macker and Fire. He's in the 2022 class, so they've got a lot of James Brown now. They've got a lot of talent, but Mean Street says some as well. AJ Casey, uh, Dale Davis is Whitney Young teammate in the twenty twenty three class. So those guys, those teams, I think Illinois haven't really Illinois hasn't really recruited Mean Streets guys that much or gotten them. But we probably should like build up that relationship as well. All right, Scott Ritchie, I always appreciate your uh, your knowledge. Anything else we need to add be on the shortened podcast this week? Um, just maybe two other sort of notable offers. Two kids from Wisconsin in the 2022 class. Uh, Seth Trimble is a 6'3", 4-star guard. Um, was first-team All-State in Wisconsin this year. Uh, and then Danilo Jovanovic, uh, kind of a 3-star, bigger wing. Uh, put up really good numbers as well. They both play for... The same AAU program as Brandon Podzimski, who's a sort of a top target in the 2021 class for Illinois. But Trimble, just think outside the top 100 right now, but I see him sort of rising after the high school season he had. And then with AAU basketball, it's, not, it's back now. A lot of teams yeah. played this past weekend. So we'll see hey, some more offers. Who's our player sure. of the year, by the way? Is it all state? Do we know yet? Um, haven't decided yet. Either it's going to be Max Christie or Bryce Hopkins. Okay. The two guys that are sort of the finalists, we can say right now. Okay. That's all I got for you. Uh, Scott Ritchie, we will be back in full next week. How about that? You'll be rested. Do you get your second shot yet? Uh, No, that's still a couple weeks away. Okay. That's uh, looking forward to that time. In the meantime, good morning, Alana Nation. Every morning, 6 a.m., com. Follow along all season long, all off-season long. Find out who's transferring into Illinois, maybe who's transferring out, right? Could be some of both. Okay. See you, Scott.